From DeCamilla Capital Management in Sacramento, California, this is What's Cooking on Wall Street with your hosts, Dave DeCamilla and Ty Rickman. All right, welcome everybody. This is Ty Rickman here once again with Dave DeCamilla. How you doing, Dave? Well, I'm fine. It's just that most of Northern California is on fire. Yeah, it's crazy out there. You look outside our window today, it's brown, smoke everywhere. It's uh, Luckily, we're not too close to it. But... We're three hours away, but still, all my friends from back east are calling, and they seem to think we're right in the midst of it, but we're not. Yeah. Well, we want to talk today about IRA withdrawals or RMDs. So Dave, can you tell us what does RMD stand for? Stands for required minimum distribution. If you have an IRA, uh, one has had the benefit of years of tax deferral on the earnings, uh, deductions for what was put in. And at age 70 and a half, Uncle Sam wants to get paid, if you will. And it requires that money be withdrawn uh, on a percentage basis from the corpus of the IRA. At some point, the money that went in has got to come out and it has to come out on a regular schedule. Right. It can come out more than what the schedule is, but it cannot come out at less than the required minimum. Basically, Uncle Sam doesn't want you to leave anything behind. Right. Theoretically, uh, you've had the benefit of that accumulated buildup without having to pay tax, and it's only fair that you have to, now's the time to pay the fiddler and take the money out. And in fact, it's that's what it's there for. It's there to be used and help you with your retirement. But one of the problems is it's it's more of a personal psychological thing. For those individuals that have been successful, meaning they've accumulated quite a bit of wealth in the retirement account, it's a complete 180 in thinking. You have to go from an accumulation mindset and a savings mindset and an investing mindset to one where, gee, I'm going to start consuming this or taking it out. And for many individuals, it presents some issues in the sense they think they're doing something wrong, and really they're not. It's There's no shame in taking money out of an IRA account that you've saved. Uh, the cookies are in the cookie jar to be Right, in. that's what they're there for. Yeah, like you say, you spend all these years and years and years saving and saving and saving and not touching this money, and then all of a sudden, well, it's time to use what you've been saving it for. It's people like us that are telling you for all these years to put money in, and now we're telling you to take it out. Right. So, So, Dave, can you tell us about how someone could invest for their future needs? Right. One of the things I've noticed is that the general de rigueur theory, in my opinion, is absolutely wrong, meaning can you deduct your age from 100 and that's the amount of money you should have in equities. Theory being you're older, you can't afford risk and so forth. Therefore, go into fixed income. Well, first of all, going into retirement, let's say you retire at age 65, there's a very good likelihood you're going to live for another 20 years. Over that 20-year period, nothing that you, me, or any of my clients or anybody I know that is going to consume is going to go down in price. The cost of utilities, insurance, travel, food, entertainment, medical care, you name it, gardening expenses, whatever it might be, auto repairs are going to go in one direction up. So the idea that one could put 50% of their retirement in a fixed type of situation where you're not going to get any kind of income growth or appreciation is absolute insanity. You're trading off volatility, the fact that Shares can go up and down in the worry that that sometimes causes. With the sure destruction of putting lots of money in fixed income and watching your corpus of your nest egg get chewed up by inflation. We had the worst period since the Great Depression in 08. And as most people know, if you've weathered the storm and hung in there and didn't liquidate, we'll get into that in a minute. During that period, 
you were able to come out of the tunnel in, even though you were in equity. So what I, I recommend to people is an equity and cash exposure, enough cash so that you can draw out your monthly or yearly distribution and no, no allocation to fixed income. And so it's a two-tiered bifurcated portfolio of cash and equities or cash and stocks, if you will, and really no uh, commitment to fixed income. Right, because like you say, if inflation's clipping along at 3%. Generally speaking, that's what people assume it is. Right, and you're sitting in a 10-year treasury that is paying you 2.8%. You're losing money. You're losing money. You're seeing dollars come into your account, but in terms of purchasing power, the account's actually suffering. Absolutely true. You're not seeing the curve. Verizon, for example, one of our larger holdings pays almost 5%, and they raise their dividend on a regular basis. And that could be sent for a lot of companies. So to get back, the R, the required minimum distribution really highlights this point. If you know you have to go and take money out and you want your portfolio to kind of hold in its value in the face of a 5% withdrawal, the fact that it's earning 3% in dividends and growing maybe at an average of 5 to 6% can really buffet any kind of withdrawals. We've had situations, of course, this last 10, 12 years has been exceptional, but portfolios have been able to actually grow in spite of withdrawals of, you know, three to five percent a year and they've been able to put substantial capital on the books so again we're in a good market but even if we were in a bad market if you have the cash balance and you don't have to sell anything when you don't need to you can uh, manage your money through a long period of time without having this false security of fixed income it just does not work right it gives you the best chance of growing your underlying capital base at a clip that's going to outpace what you're taking out of the account. The rhetorical question we hear is, am I going to run out of money? No. No. If you're in the right kind of things, but if you're fixed income and cash, you're not going to be able to keep up. It's kind of like the Maginot line thinking of uh, military theory. Fixed fortifications really don't work. Right. It's the same way in investing. And there is a bit of a trade-off with this too. There is a little bit more risk. Well, there's equities. risk in the sense of volatility. Yeah, you're going to, but the bond market is quite volatile too. If interest rates go up, bond values shrink, drop like a stone. So it's not as if bonds are immune from market volatility. They go down like anything else, especially in light of higher interest rates. And they have really no way of keeping up. An organic enterprise can raise its dividend, raise prices to keep up and preserve its capital. So the notion that you want, you know, a substantial amount in fixed income is probably a recipe for a bad outcome. We'll continue this conversation, I think, in our next podcast, because there's still a lot we want to get to. It's more than just a, a simple withdrawal. Well, I want to give it the time it's due. But right now I'm pretty hungry, and I don't know. It's hot outside. It's been what in the do you do? It's been in the hundreds. I've been looking for something so something that's not going to overheat me on these right. warm valley days. It's so perfect. what would you? It's 105. It'll be 105 today. What I would recommend: keep in your refrigerator a couple of uh, good cans of uh, imported Italian tuna. This is a Genoa brand, uh, high quality uh, Italian tuna in, packed in oil. So what you do is this is a kind of, I call it the Mediterranean tuna salad. And you, it's great. You take celery, uh, some chickpeas, chop up a tomato, some fresh chopped parsley, and olives. If you have some olives, uh, either black ripe or some green, rinse them. That's always a good idea to rinse your olives first. Take your tuna, and if it's in the olive oil, you can just basically fold it into your minced vegetables. And not real mince. It's kind of a bigger dice on the tomatoes and celery and onions. Mix all that together. Hit it with some more uh, extra virgin olive oil. Again, you put the chopped parsley. If you had some 
fresh basil you cook in with it, that'd be great. Or some red wine vinegar. Plate it up on, you put some fresh arugula or iceberg lettuce sliced up. Set that on your plate. Hopefully you've kept your plates in their freezer. They're ice cold. Put the lettuce on it. You let your salad maybe chill for 20 minutes. Place it on top of your greens. Pour a glass of iced tea or white wine and you got dinner. There so, you go. Nice. Something yeah. nice and cool. Yeah, for, nice and cool. Yeah. Right. And easy. There you go. All right. Well, thanks, Dave. We'll be back uh, with part two of our conversation with R&Ds next time on What's Cooking on Wall Street. And uh, until then, we'll see you then. All right. Thanks. Dave.